Hello and welcome to the Children in Books podcast. Today we want to talk about the inner child in us. And for that, we have a lovely guest. It's Belinda. Maybe you want to introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Branko. Uh, yes, my name's Belinda, and I am first and foremost a drama therapist, um, also a clown, which is how I know Lubina, um, and doing lots of uh, things that bring play and healing, I'd say, hopefully, into our world in between drama therapy and being a clown. So I think that covers most things. <laughs> wow, great, great introduction. Um, what what comes to your mind uh, when we talk about the inner child? What are the, the main topics that you're thinking about? Um, well, it's, it's interesting because I work, I now work as a therapist mostly with adults, um, but I've, And I have worked with children a lot before and do still work with some children. But there's that sense, isn't there, that we never lose our inner child, that our childhood is such an important formative part of us, um, whether it was a fantastic childhood or a really difficult childhood or, a, you know, a bit up and down. <laughs> that experience forms who we are and it stays with us. Um, and so... Yeah, I suppose part of my work with adults in particular is to try and support people to get in touch with their inner child if they've lost touch with it um, and mm -hmm. to start the healing process from there. And I find that um, play is, a, is the most, I would say, powerful tool to connect with my own inner child and with other people's inner child. So that's what comes up for me when we think of that. So I say hello too. Hello from Leipzig. <laughs> well, I'm very happy to have you here because we we get in touch on a very playful way mm -hmm. with our clowning on Tenerife. We mentioned it with other people too, and it was so lovely to to see you and to. to I'm very happy to know you now. Me too. And <laughs> <laughs> and to have this and to to feel that playful energy yes mm, for sure and i think you and i Lubina, have found that particular playful connection we really enjoyed uh moments of clowning together haven't we <laughs> i think yes, our inner yes, child of, of our inner child <laughs> have connected very strongly <laughs> yes yes more than we can say with words Exactly. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to name, isn't it? That um, that sometimes words get in the way or sometimes words can be a very grown-up adult thing that we use to avoid <laughs> a more yes. non-verbal connection that we could have with somebody. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can you get the connection more deeply or more directly without words, mm. but sometimes mm. you need them. Yes, that's true. Sometimes we do need them. I don't <laughs> want to diss words. They are very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> like here, we need them. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Nonverbal connection over the internet is difficult. I have found this during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is very difficult but I was thinking um, it is lovely when we make those connections without words isn't it 
and um, and the clown enables us to do that in such a in such a playful way. And mm. I was thinking about how um, we're just thinking about the stories that that are told, and and as we've been talking about Labina's stories over the last few weeks in these podcasts, mm. that the words tell the story, but also the characters hold the story and the illustrations tell tell the story as well and so there's lots of different ways to to communicate I guess. Yes yes I hadn't thought about that in terms of Lubina's stories but absolutely there's it's um there's something about appealing to lots of the different senses isn't there mm. in how we tell stories and it's lovely to to have Lubina's stories as words and as pictures and as sounds <laughs> um it's like a, a whole body experience to experience her yes. stories or will be soon anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and how was it for you because maybe we can now say Bel belinda will be the speaker of uh, our english recordings mm -hmm. of the audiobooks and how was it to record it to to go because i think you need to go deep to it huh mm, yeah um it was really interesting because it took me a while to move out of that very task orientated adult space of is everything set up correctly is it quiet is this technology going to work And I had to read through the first story several times, as you'll see, because I think I sent you take four, didn't I? <laughs> I had to read through the yes, first yes. story a few <laughs> times to really get into the flow of it. But then once I found the flow of it, it was just, it just was a really magical experience because I think it did really take me back to that place of being a child. I felt very... Um, very connected to my inner child and just remembering all the stories that had been told to me um, and particularly my dad doing lots of different voices for the stories. Um, and so I feel like in reading it, I was also channeling a bit, little bit of him, you know, in, in mm -hmm. kind of choosing, choosing the voices. But yes, it was really lovely to, to really just start to find a rhythm with it and to start picturing the characters I felt really I felt like I was in the valley by the river for a good two hours as I did it it was just lovely and I felt so refreshed afterwards because I felt like I had been in the wood and in the meadow and on the river <laughs> and drinking tea <laughs> um, so it was very immersive for me it was it was like being there once I was Yeah, once I was in the flow of it. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that gift. <laughs> <laughs> And I th I think because I have got the luck to to that I have listened to it, the others don't have. But I think we it is we feel it when we hear it. We feel mm. the magical place where you have been and we feel the rhythm which you get in touch to. It's really magical. Mm. So, so I think we need, to, uh, it's not long, about six weeks, then we all can hear it. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> And also, it's great. It's a bit scary, isn't it? Because we, I, I think a lot of us feel a bit embarrassed at the sound of our own voice. <laughs> 
so it's it'll be an interesting experience for me to to hear it but yeah. I, I think I will remember the magic of doing it and I really hope that whoever listens to it hears that magic and feels that magic as well it's like a magical fairy <laughs> who is talking it to the children <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, wait to hear it grow some wings no, I'm really excited to to hear the um, audio book. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. And actually, about that process, it sounds like you you touched your own inner child in that process of of reading Libina's story. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because mice have always been my favorite animal. Um, and as a child, which, I had which was it? The the mice. Um, so, ah, yeah. So we have our main character is a mouse, isn't she? Yes. Um, and her friend. And I had two. <laughs> I had two pet mice as a child. Um, and I've always adored mice. So it was. It was. Yeah, I felt like I was sort of eight years old again with these two. These two little pet mice that were my best friends <laughs> and I used to love yes. reading stories about mice as well I would you know I would read story after story about mice that could talk so yeah it was a what a privilege to get to voice mice for hopefully other young children that will enjoy stories about mice and about animals <laughs> <laughs> really lovely <laughs> and they're such lovely stories they really take me back to um also to watching cartoons about animals that could talk you know mm -hmm. they're really yeah they're really special Labina thank you <laughs> and and to go back to your work do you use uh, stories or books for for your work with children yeah um sort of fairy fairy tales folk tales and kind of old time myths if you like greek myths are really powerful i think for adults and children but children just connect to them so much more quickly um it's it's the world that they live in isn't it sort of this world of the imagination and of fantasy um, and yeah, stories are a really important part and then, and then enacting the stories as well. So often we might read a story together or, um, a child might read one of the stories and then we'll, we'll just spontaneously move into enacting it and they'll want to be the main character. And I'm normally the baddie that they get to kill or, <laughs> you know, I'm, I sort of play the other kind of little parts around it. Um, And then the story might go somewhere else. I think that's the joy of a child's imagination and of using story is that there's the story on the page, but then there's the story that takes off in their mind and it, you know, it can go in any direction and we might play through that story several times. And each time, you know, we might work towards a different ending or it might get even more, um, even more wild and sort of fantastical as they start to feel that they have permission <laughs> to do with it, whatever they want to do. So mm. yeah, stories are a fantastic way of accessing what's most important to us, I think. Um, and getting, you know, and sort of being allowed into 
a child's world. You know, you can share a story with a child and then you've both got, you're both in the same world, aren't you? And you can be there together and explore it together. And I think mm. that's such a wonderful mm. thing when you find that connection. Um, so, yeah, definitely a huge part of the work. Yeah, so, so it's really important to be in touch with your inner child and that playfulness within you to be able to yeah. kind of... I think so. I think there's also one has to be a little bit careful <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because it's really Im- it's important in that space as a therapist to be in touch with your playful inner child, um, but also to ensure that you've always got a foot in your adult self as well, mm-hmm. you know, so that you're always mm-hmm. not slightly removed, but um, that anything that because you know we've also all got a bit of a, a hurting in the child in ourselves as well haven't we um not nobody has ever had the perfect childhood <laughs> some people have some really mm. wonderful childhoods but there's always a, a hurting part in all of us whether that's a big part or a small part and so mm-hmm. I think for me you know it's really important that I've done enough work on my hurting part to know that it's not going to get its buttons aren't going to get pushed um, when I'm working as a therapist so that I'm in touch with my playful side and with my adult side that's grounded and that it's done, you know, it's done enough work to kind of, to keep things really safe, to keep myself Uh safe, to keep the child or the adult safe. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, So you hold the frame Mm. and then you let it develop lovely way of putting it yeah (laughs) you always have one one hand on the frame (laughs) yes you're the frame holder the frame holder (laughs) like the parent is with the child you know when the child starts to play the parent gets involved but also stops the child from running into the road or (laughs) or climbing on the table (laughs) or knocking their head on something. <laughs> so, it, yeah, being a therapist sometimes mirrors that role a little bit of I'm going to try and make this space as safe as possible for you to get really immersed in the play as much as possible, which means that mm-hmm. we as therapists can't fully immerse ourselves because we also just need to make sure that no one's running into the road, as it were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like um it's kind of holding on to that role of um guide mm. um, i quite like to think of it like that so you're yeah that's lovely and what i like about guide is this idea of traveling as well mm, yeah because um, mm. i think as a therapist you you're traveling with somebody and you've you've got you've possibly got a bit more of a map and maybe a few more of the kind of bits of equipment that are needed to go on the journey, but you're still journeying with somebody Mm -hmm. and you don't fully know what that journey is going to look like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a really nice. Yeah. Because on the way you, yeah. And on the way together, you wake up very powerful energies. Mm. 
Yeah. I was also interested in your opinion on um on the topic. Well, uh, does the inner child evolve by time? Like, is do you have the same inner child as if you're an adult, maybe if you're thirty, um, as you had when you when you were ten? Uh, and how do you think does it maybe change? That's mm -hmm. such a great question. Yeah, great question. Um, speaking from my own experience, I guess. <laughs> Um, I don't, I think we've all got different journeys with that. Um, yeah. But my sense is, is that um, where, where we have the opportunity to experience things differently from when we were children. Um, so maybe we, um, we might go and live in a sort of different cultural setting or we might meet people in our mm. journey towards adulthood and in adulthood that have a profound impact on our lives. Um, and we might have had a very difficult childhood and need to heal from that. And some of us have the opportunity to know that we can heal from that and can change. And so we'll go and seek support for that. And some of us don't have that opportunity because they don't know that life could be different or, you know, Uh, living in poverty, for example, is obviously one of the biggest things that would stop someone from um, maybe getting the support that they would need. So mm. my sense is, is that, yeah, it does, it can change. Um, okay. But sometimes we have to do that with intention. Sometimes we have to decide to change it. Um, and that's if, you know, that's if one's inner child feels, feels, um, like it's very traumatized or very wounded. Um, but I know that lots of people have a fantastic, playful childhood. And even if they don't, they still find ways to play. And my hope is that people maintain that as they reach 30, as they reach 50. But I think there are lots of pressures on us as adults, aren't there, that can slightly crush that playfulness. Um mm. I don't know if I, if I answered the question there, but yeah, my sense is the inner child can change. And I think you can also learn to become your own parent for your inner child as well. Um, you know, your inner child oh, might wow. at the Great age of 35 you. kind of go, that's not fair. I can't believe that's happening to me. And you can also in your inner parent kind of go, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's not fair, is it? it's okay. We'll find a way to sort that out. Don't worry about it. You know, so you can kind of, there's lots of, there's lots mm. of parts of you going on inside you at any one moment. So I think, yeah, yeah. you can sort of train yourself to, <laughs> you can train yourself to respond to your inner child in a way that feels more wise, perhaps. <laughs> um, mm. Mm. Yeah, that was a great question, Branko. And um, yeah, you know, got me thinking too and I loved I loved your response Belle and I was thinking that maybe what changes is our adult self response to that inner child and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that you know and and that changes how the inner child you know how noisy that inner child might be or how contented or how <laughs> you know <laughs> or how it yeah. is you know and I love you know the The idea that you know we we speak to our inner child is really important, isn't it? It's um, it's about this kind of self regulation about how we kind of 
harm ourselves and and mm. resolve things and um you know and, and find you know find ways through you know continue the journey that we were talking about yeah um, all right but- right we're recording now for 27 minutes and it was such a great talk. I'm I'm really, really happy that we had you as a guest. <laughs> oh, and thank maybe, you. Lubina, you want to do the uh, great outro. <laughs> it's a great outro. So I would say thank you, Belle, for your openness, for your open words and for your very lovely style <laughs> how you are i'm so happy to know you and that you have been our guest today and that you have recorded that you are recording our english audiobooks it makes me so happy so i say so please wait six weeks around or maybe until the beginning of july we have to wait a bit but then it will be <laughs> and so now i say to everybody Bozimir, goodbye. Arrivederci. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>